Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. You're listening to episode 47 of the Healthy Balanced Mama podcast. Living a healthy, balanced life as a mom can sometimes feel impossible. With tiny mouths to feed, butts to wipe, and so many things vying for our attention, it can be easy to feel like we're in an on-again, off-again relationship with healthy living. But it doesn't have to feel this way. I believe every mom is a super mom, and you deserve to feel like one too, and you don't have to go on another diet to do it. Join me, Kristen Dovniak, holistic nutritionist and certified intuitive eating counselor for conversations on what it means to live a healthy, balanced life. I want to help you uncomplicate eating, improve your relationship with food, and live like the supermama I know you are. Hey friends, Kristen back for another solo episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I want you guys to know that I have tried to start recording this podcast like three times now, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before. Uh, I think I might have mentioned it when I've been chatting with guests, but I live on an island um, off the coast of New England, and it's not like a remote island by any means, but there's this tiny little airport on the island, and planes don't often come in and out of that airport because it's just a tiny little island airport. But it seems to be that every time I try to come on and record a podcast, a plane decides to take off from the airport, um, which is just so funny and ironic. But that's what was happening today. So hopefully that won't happen again and we can jump into this episode um, because I think it's going to be a really good one. And I cannot wait to chat more with you about the key to finding your beautiful balance with food. This is a topic that I have wanted to talk about for a while, and it's a theme that has come up over and over again, both in working with one-on-one clients um, and working with the women in the Supermama Society, which is my group coaching membership that we open a few times a year. And I actually had a member ask fairly recently um, the question... I want to start the process of intuitive eating, but I'm really worried about letting go of all control. I'm worried about overeating. What happens if I overeat? And I thought this was a really, really interesting question because the the member didn't go much further into it. And of course, I, I answered her question. But I think there's two parts to this question here. There's the part about what happens if I overeat in the moment? What happens if I overeat this meal, this snack? What happens if I eat to the point of fullness? But then there's a greater question at hand. 
And I'm going to answer both of these um, questions or, or these answers I'm going to provide for you. But I think the greater question at hand is, what if I continue to overeat? What if I let go of control and I consistently overeat? And I think that this is a, a concern that is really real for a lot of moms who or women who are really interested in um, developing the skills of becoming an intuitive eater and ditching the pre-made plans and programs and diets and who are done with this, you know, yo-yo of on again, off again plans and programs or, you know, up and down weight and really just want to find their beautiful balance. That's what I like to call it. It's this place where you are tuning into your intuition, you're nourishing your body well, and you're finding pleasure in food and eating and life. And And that's really what I am all about and what I want to, to help women find. And so what I wanted to share with you guys today is what I find to be the key, really, to finding your beautiful balance. And that is trust. That's trust in yourself, trust in your body, that your body has your back, and that your body has all of the wisdom you need to learn how to eat well. And yes, nutrition science is important. It's a thing, and I'm here to help you with that as well. But ultimately, if you're not trusting in your body and trusting in your body's innate wisdom and you're disconnected with your body, which so many of us are, you'll never really truly be able to find that place of beautiful balance because you'll become constantly relying on outside sources to tell you whether what you're doing is right or wrong. But when we tune into our bodies and we learn what our bodies are telling us about how foods feel in our body, how foods create or take away energy from our bodies, and really how they help us thrive in our lives as moms, as women, um, in being able to live out the calling that we want to live. And I know that that can sort of sound dramatic, but I do believe that food is powerful and how we feed ourselves is powerful. And, you know, if we are spending so much of our time and our brain space obsessing over our foods or, you know, consistently following a program to the point where it takes over our lives, even if it's a temporary thing, I think for so many of us, we've experienced this before. We've decided to go on a plan or a program or a cleanse and we can barely think of anything else because we're just constantly planning our meals or calculating our macros or trying to do things right that we neglect the other things in our lives the things that are really truly important and nutrition is important food is powerful it can provide us with so much energy and um, stamina to to live out our lives but we don't want it to be the end all be all So this requires letting go of control of outside sources and, you know, outside plans and programs and learning how to trust in our bodies. So that's what I want to talk to you about today, friends. I want to talk to you about better trusting your body, the key to finding your beautiful balance, and really encourage you that when you trust your body to tell you when to eat and how much, You can start to learn about what truly feels good in your body, how much feels good, and when your body typically needs food and when it typically needs to stop, which can help you prepare well so you're never feeling overwhelmed or chaotic around food, and it can help you stop eating so you don't feel like you're constantly overeating. And this isn't stopping eating because this is what your plan tells you to stop. It's about trusting that your body is going to tell you when, and so you can really 
confidently enjoy foods without feeling like you're going to constantly overeat. So what I want to share with you today are four tips to trusting your body better, letting go of control, letting go of, you know, outside plans and programs, and allowing your body to be in control so you can start to better trust your body and really truly find your beautiful balance for good. And now, obviously, the elephant in the room is that this is super countercultural. We are told by our culture that in order to be healthy, we need to stay on top of things. We need to track our calories and not eat too many calories or track our macros or not eat too many carbs or eat this, don't eat that. And so letting go of the control that outside sources give us around food can feel really, it can feel overwhelming at first, for sure. Um, Because we, you know, a lot of us, you know, myself included, we want to do things right, right? We want to eat well and and serve our bodies well and honor our bodies and and teach our kids how to honor their bodies and eat well. Um, But what I really want to assure you here is that just because we're letting go of outside control doesn't mean we're letting go of, you know, all nutrition science or we're not nourishing our bodies. We will for sure. But it's really, really important to develop that trust in our bodies that our Our bodies will tell us what feels good and what doesn't rather than just relying on those outside sources because those outside sources don't know your body. They don't know what feels good in your body. Our body's needs change from day to day. Your body doesn't need the same amount of calories every day. So those calorie trackers are, oh my gosh, there, I use them for so many years and they're oftentimes so counterproductive because it just becomes a game, right? To to hit the number or get lower than the number. And, you know, if you go over the number, then you feel this guilt and this shame over, oh no, I ruined it for today. But the reality is maybe you were extra hungry that day and you needed to eat more and your body needed more. Your body balances over time. Your body doesn't, it isn't like, you know, it doesn't start over every single day. It's not on this 24-hour cycle where every single day, every Everything resets depending on your activity level, your sleep levels, um, your stress levels. Your body's needs change from day to day. You might be more or less hungry on one day than you are on another day, and you might need more or less food on one day than you do on another day. So letting go of those outside sources of control and really learning to trust your body means that you can trust that when your body is a little bit more hungry, it's okay. You can eat a little bit more food and the world isn't going to end and your calorie tracker isn't going to explode. Hopefully you're not even using that anymore, but I'm using that as an example. And there isn't any guilt or shame anymore because what you are doing is allowing your body to be in control of, um, of really what feels best for you. And really, it's it's interesting because from a young age, we are taught to not trust our bodies. Many of us grew up in families that required us to to fi- not uh, to finish our plate before we got up from the table. I know this was a theme in my family when I was really young. It's that whole there are starving kids in Africa, um, and we can absolutely help the starving kids in Africa, but finishing our plate isn't going to do anything for them. That's the reality of that. But a lot of us were raised that way that we need to finish our plate before we get up from the table, whether or not we're hungry. Oftentimes as kids, you know, we are allowed to snack when we're hungry. 
depending on on our families but when it comes to meal times it's like this is the meal you're given and you need to eat you know everything that's on your plate and then be done but it's really it's really interesting when you think about that because as adults we don't know what our kids appetite levels are and you know most of us here are moms and so we don't know what our kids appetite levels are and it can be really stressful as a mom to notice that your your kiddo hasn't finished their plate and worry about them and worry about their growth and their nutrition but remember that kids naturally self-regulate it's that culture that tells us rights and wrongs and do's and don'ts that teaches us that, you know, we shouldn't trust our bodies. Kids naturally trust their bodies. So from a young age, if we allow our kids to trust their bodies and eat when they're hungry, um, obviously mealtimes are important and structure is important. But at stop when they're full at mealtimes, right? Eat if they need to in between and, and stop when they're full at mealtimes. We can help them develop trust from a really early age. But many of us we're not taught that way. And we, we, you know, weren't given the gift of learning how to trust our bodies. So we need to go through that process as adults and start to, you know, kind of push back against culture that tells us that we have to track and measure and that, you know, our bodies are the same day to day and realize that physiologically, this is simply not true. And that we really can't create a sustainable balance for the indefinite future, which is what we all want, right? If we don't trust our bodies to tell us the changes that we need to make day in and day out. Trust is really something that comes meal to meal, snack to snack, day to day, because our bodies change, because our needs change day to day. So it's really, it's really a reframing that needs to happen in order to let go of that control and start trusting our bodies. And, you know, because if we don't, then we'll just continue to jump from plan to plan or rule to rule or search for new macros because we feel like ours aren't working. Um, And what can happen is we could be consistently overeating and not even knowing it because we are, you know, so... um, tied to this control of these outside sources, or we could be under eating consistently, which can also um, create rebellion when we stop tracking or measuring or allowing a plan or a program to tell us what to eat. And then we end up overeating because we felt so restricted. So to answer the, the listener's first question, what happens if I overeat? It is normal and natural to overeat time to time. It's going to happen sometimes. We've all overeaten and the world doesn't fall apart. It's okay if you overeat from time to time. Sometimes we just really like what, like how something tastes and we eat a little bit too much. Remember that just as children, our bodies self-regulate. But the key here is to develop that trust so we can tune in. You may or may not eat, need to eat more or less after you've overeaten. Your body still needs fuel on a consistent basis, even if you do overeat. So overeating doesn't mean you need to consciously eat less later on. It simply means continue to tune in. Tune in to what your body needs afterwards without judgment. And I'll talk more about that later. But it's really about tuning in to what your body needs afterwards. It's okay if sometimes we overeat. But the more that we develop that trust in our bodies to tell us what we need to eat, how much we need to eat, and when we really strengthen that that trust muscle, right, then we will not be consistently overeating because our body will we will start to recognize the cues that our body's already giving us about how much our body needs, what our body needs to eat, um, listening to our hunger and fullness cues, um, learning about satisfaction, which is really important because if we're not satisfied, we oftentimes overeat on, you know, on 
other types of food because we're not actually eating what foods are satisfying. All of these things play in to um, to not overeating on a consistent basis, but it all starts with trust. So that's what I want to talk about today. I want to give you these four tools to let go of control and begin to better trust our bodies so we stop feeling out of control um, and really allow our bodies to be the ones that are in control. Remember, the more we control from outside sources, the less we trust our bodies. The more we trust our bodies to be the ones in control, the more we can find our beautiful balance on a consistent, regular basis for the indefinite future. Okay, let's dig into the four tips I have for you today to better trust your body. The first tip is to incrementally let go of control. This is really important because I don't want you to feel crazy around food because you probably already feel crazy around food. If you are searching for your beautiful balance, you feel like you've never really truly been in balance with food. You want to nourish yourself and your family and feel really good, but you're sick of, you know, that on again, off again, healthy, not healthy, um, you know, on plan, off plan sort of sort of mentality or lifestyle, then letting go of all control can be terrifying and feel really crazy, overwhelming, and chaotic. So I want you to incrementally let go of control. What is one area today that you feel comfortable enough to let go of control? So you can do this in a few ways. It can be a meal where, you know, maybe tomorrow morning you feel comfortable in not tracking your breakfast. You know generally what feels good in your body, or maybe you don't, and you want to learn. And so tomorrow you're not going to track your breakfast. You're not going to measure your breakfast. You're not going to calculate your breakfast. Instead, what you are going to do is you are going to listen to your body. And I know that this can be really new for a lot of you. But it's very simple, especially first thing in the morning, our bodies are usually hungry. So sometimes it can be harder to listen to our bodies when we're hungry. Um, It depends on how hungry you are. But really tune in to your hunger and what your body feels like it needs this morning. And remember that control is not going to help you develop trust. So you don't need to worry about what you should or shouldn't eat for breakfast, just tune in to what you think your body wants. You might already have some information as to what feels good in your body, but you could also surprise yourself by choosing something and realizing that you actually do feel good if you eat French toast with some berries in the morning, when maybe you thought that that was too much sugar or too many carbs or or whatever. And I'm not saying those things about French toast. I'm just using that as an example. So tune in to what you think your body wants that morning. Do you want something that's a little bit more sweet? Maybe you want something like that French toast or pancakes or cinnamon raisin toast or a smoothie. Or you want something that's a little bit more savory. So maybe you want some eggs and toast or some chicken sausage. Or maybe you've already made some egg muffins in the fridge and you want to have some of that. Um, You could have savory oats. There are so many different ways that you could enjoy a savory breakfast. And that's just one idea. You know, do you want something sweet? Do you want something savory? 
Do you want something a little bit heavier and heartier that is going to you know, stick to your ribs and, and keep you fuller for longer? Do you want something like an oatmeal or do you want something a little bit lighter? You might be hungry in a couple hours, but you're not really that hungry now. So you'd be okay having something a little bit lighter, like maybe um, just a lighter smoothie and have that first thing and then maybe have a denser snack later on. You don't need to think too much into this, but just thinking of those qualities of food, sweet or savory, um, heavy or light, and I'm just talking about the actual you know, texture and consistency of the food. So this is where you can start to incrementally let go of the control around what you should or shouldn't eat, of tracking, of measuring, of counting points, and tuning in to what your body actually wants first and foremost. Does it, you know, think about the taste, the texture, the flavors, the feeling that you desire in your body. And then you can take whatever you experience after choosing that food as information. And what you can start to do, and I like to talk about this as sort of an information bank, you can start putting deposits in that, incre- in that information bank in your brain and start to learn about your body. What feels good for you on most mornings? Every morning is going to be different. Some mornings you are going to be extra hungry and want something a little bit more hearty. Maybe you have a meeting in the morning and so you know it's going to be a little bit longer until lunch or you have a play date. Um, it's always important to, to, you know, to make sure that you have food on hand. So if you do get hungry, you can respond, but it's okay to, you know, to go, okay, I, this morning, I think I want something that is, you know, a little bit heavier, a little bit more stick to my ribs. Um, and I want something savory or on another morning say, you know what? I think I want something a little bit, you know, sweeter and lighter. Maybe I'll just have one of those muffins I made this weekend. So it starts meal to meal snack to snack, letting go of those outside influences that tell you what you should or shouldn't eat, and really tuning in to your body's hunger. Your body's, um, and then you can, when you tune into your body's hunger, you can much better tune into your body's fullness. And then your satisfaction, because when we eat foods that are satisfying, we eat just enough. When we can learn what foods feel good in our bodies and taste the way that we we desire them to taste, and obviously this doesn't always work out. If you're at a restaurant and you order something and that just, you know, didn't hit the mark, that's okay. That happens. Um, But it's important to, to tune into these things. But it doesn't have to happen all at once. You don't need to let go of everything all at once. I understand this is a process for a lot of people. For myself and my own intuitive eating journey, it was a process of letting go of tracking my macros. I think the first thing that I did was allow myself to choose what I wanted to eat and then track my macros later. And I'm not, you know, encouraging tracking macros by any means, but that was a step that I needed to take because for so long I had been tracking and it was really uncomfortable for me to let go entirely. I chose what I wanted and then I tracked it later. And then it was the process of not tracking one meal at a time. Okay. I'm not going to track breakfast anymore. I'm not going to track lunch anymore. And then eventually I didn't need it anymore. And now I can't even imagine tracking what I eat because that's just not how my life flows anymore. It's not revolved around food anymore. I eat when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm full. I choose what's satisfying and I feel really good on a consistent basis. My body stays in a really happy place where my clothes just fit. 
And I don't even need to worry about it anymore. Not that I ever needed to worry about it in the first place, but it was a really huge concern for me because I didn't have that trust that my body would be able to tell me what to do. I thought that I had to control what I ate to control my body in order for it to stay a certain size. That was, you know, that was really what was at the core of it for me. I thought that if I let go of control, then I was letting go of this body size that I had so desired. And yes, I did have to let go of a very, very fit and really unhealthy body size for one that was much healthier for me. But this wasn't a drastic change, right? This wasn't, you know, something like I I all of a sudden gained 50 pounds. And I don't like talking about pounds um, because ultimately that's, that's not what matters when it comes to our health. But it wasn't like that. It was a gradual, it was a gradual shift towards what felt most healthy to me. And my body fell into a really healthy place. And whether that means your body shifting up or down in size, is different for everyone and some people just straight up stay the same. <laughs> um, but I I really encourage you that when you do learn to let go of this control and trust your body, even if those shifts happen, the shifts will be gradual and they'll be small. Um, but that's why we make these incremental changes where we're letting go of the control and really letting our body speak for what our body needs, right? It's like the Lorax. I am the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Your body needs to speak for itself, right? It doesn't need anyone else to speak for it. It can speak for itself. You can allow your body to tell you what it needs, but we have to let go of that control. So you can start by meal to meal, snack to snack, um, food to food, right? There might be some foods that you feel like you should or shouldn't have this at a certain time. Um, A lot of it is, you know, experimenting with, okay, at lunchtime, I feel like I should have a salad, but I really want a wrap or a sandwich. So have it. So allow yourself to have what you want and then take in that information after. How did you feel? Did you feel okay after? Well, then there's another option for lunch. You don't need to worry about always having salad ingredients on hand. How much more freedom do you have when you let go of the control, you let go of the rules and the regulations and the expectations around your meal and really allow the only expectations to be that your body is going to tell you what you need. So number one is to incrementally let go of that control one step at a time. It doesn't need to be all at once. It doesn't need to be overwhelming, but start one at a time. And once you start letting go of that control in one area, it becomes much easier to let go of control in the other areas and start trusting. So this goes right along with my tip number two which is to remove outside influences. So once you are starting to incrementally let go of control, okay, you want to start removing the outside influences that tell us what we should and shouldn't eat, what is right or what is wrong around food, or even what is healthy or unhealthy. We can come back to gentle nutrition at any time, but right now what's really important is that you let go of influences that are telling you what you should or shouldn't be doing because you're learning to trust your body. Okay. So this is letting go of that tracking app. This is letting go of that food scale. This is letting go of those points. This is letting go of, you know, those, you know, maybe Instagram influencers that tell you that, you know, gluten's the devil or that you should never eat dairy or, you know, that you are a horrible person for eating packaged foods. Anything on social media, maybe even books 
or magazines or anything that makes you feel less than or makes you feel like you need to subscribe to a particular set of rules in order to be your healthiest self needs to go. Because you need to get to that point where you are remembering that, yes, nutrition information is important, but right now, it is about learning to trust your body, that your body will tell you what feels good, but you have to learn to trust it. So letting go of those outside influences is essential because they're all control, right? They are all about trying to control what your body needs, but you are the only one who can really determine what your body needs and when. So number two would be removing those outside influences, whatever that means. Anyone that makes you feel less than, anyone that makes you feel like you need to subscribe to to a rule. And I say anyone, but it could be anything. Like I said, it could be a book, a magazine, social media, whatever. Let go of it, right? And again, this can also be incremental, right? When you start feeling that icky feeling or like, oh, I should really try that new program, let go of it one at a time and remind yourself that I am learning to trust my body. My body's wisdom has everything I need. I simply need to trust. So tip number three then would be as you're incrementally letting go of control and removing these outside influences, it is to regularly check in to your body and what your body needs. This is an instance where journaling can be really helpful. I know journaling doesn't work for everyone, but I love doing journaling exercises with my clients because it can be really helpful to, to remember you know, past experiences and to, to better tune into our bodies overall. Um, I have journaling prompts in the Supermama Society where you can go in Um, And they're everything from, you know, as you're becoming an intuitive eater to, you know, some journaling prompts for, you know, how am I feeling if I did overeat or, um, you know, I'm feeling like I'm out of control around food. But regularly checking in just helps to create more connection to our bodies. It helps to, and when we create more connection with our bodies, it helps us to honor our hunger and our fullness better, to learn what foods are satisfying. This is really um, the big the big issue when it comes to, to control is that we are disconnected from our bodies. We're simply disconnected from our bodies. Lack of trust is just a lack of connection with our bodies. And when we can regularly check in with our bodies and check into what our bodies need, we can better learn to connect to our bodies on a regular basis and develop that trust. So for example, in the morning, you can do a body scan and you can check in to what feels good in your body and what might not feel so good in your body. You can check in with your hunger levels and you know notice how hungry you are this morning. And you could even compare it to yesterday, like, oh, interesting. And this is all without judgment, right? But I'm a little bit hungrier than I was yesterday. Or, huh, I woke up this morning and I'm really not that hungry. Maybe I'll wait a little while until I eat breakfast. Remember, there's no rules. <laughs> it's all about how your body feels. Um, and that's that's developing that trust. So checking in, you can start by checking in the, in the morning because typically, unless our kids have just woken us up, we're not urgently doing anything first thing in the morning other than potentially going to the bathroom. Um, but we can check into our bodies first thing in the morning. And then we can begin to check into our bodies in the evening um, before we go to bed. And how did our body feel that day? Did it feel energized? Did it feel a little bit more tired? How are you feeling going to bed? Are you feeling really wired? Or are you feeling, you know, calm and like you're ready for a good night's rest? And so once you've got the morning and the evening down, then you can start checking in throughout the day. 
You can check in before lunchtime and start to notice what your hunger levels are, what your energy levels are. Same thing mid-afternoon if you might need a snack. Um, I can feel my stomach growling right now. <laughs> I'm not sure if you can hear that, but clearly I need some sort of a snack <laughs> um, because my lunch didn't necessarily work for me the way I wanted it to. Um, and you can you can start to check in throughout the day, starting with the morning and the evening and then starting to check in in between meals. This doesn't need to take a lot of time. It can just be like a 10 to 30 seconds, maybe a little bit longer if that really feels good to you. Um, if you want to start adding in journaling, first thing in the morning and the evening are also good times to choose one time to journal. Um, if you are somebody who likes to journal on a regular basis, you could even put it in notes in your phone um, or have a journal with you when you're at work or, you know, the kids are napping in the car and just start tuning into these experiences that you that you notice. And so you can start putting more information into that information bank so you can start to um, have something to come back to. Right. Um, when you are feeling a little bit like you like you need to control your food intake or like you feel like you can't trust your body, you can remind yourself that, oh, remember that time that I trusted my body and it felt really good. I can do this again. Sometimes you just need that encouragement that you can do this. You can do this again because you've done it before. You have to first do it. And that's why we're incrementally letting go of that control. And then when we do let go of that control, we start to develop the trust when we have these positive experiences around food. Every meal, every snack, um, every time you make that choice to listen to your body is another opportunity for a positive experience with food. And when you have more positive experiences with food, you can better trust your body. And then tip number four um, is really to make sure that while you are going through this process of letting go of outside sources of control and trusting your body, to approach this with a process-based mindset. There is no destination to your journey with intuitive eating, your journey with your body. This is an ongoing journey. This is a process. It is a process of learning about your body and continuously honoring your body in the best way possible. And that requires trusting that your body will tell you what you need in order to honor it. But knowing that it's a process, it is not going to happen overnight. Um, and taking away the judgment and the goods and the bads over like, oh, I did a really good job of tuning into my body today. Or, oh, I was really bad at tuning into my body today. Letting go of the judgment and reminding yourself that every day is different, just like every day is different in our bodies. Every day is different in our mindset and our relationship with food. We are going to have days that are better than others, and that's normal. But we really need to let go of that judgment around the choices that we're making and just focus on developing that trust. Remember that everything is a learning opportunity, even those days that weren't so great. They're all learning opportunities. And those days that were great are absolutely learning opportunities too because that just that um, continuously helps you to develop that trust in your body when you do tune in and, and it, it does work out well. But we don't need to beat ourselves up or judge ourselves over you know days that might not be so good because they are learning opportunities just as much as the days that were good that created more positivity around food. It's really about approaching this whole journey of intuitive eating and learning to trust your body with curiosity um, that your body is so incredibly powerful and what a gift it is to learn about our bodies and to be able to let go of this outside control and have the brain space to spend on other things rather than obsessing over our food and what a gift it is to feel energy and vibrancy and choose foods that feel really good in our body without having to rely on somebody else telling 
telling us what to do. It really is a gift. Intuitive eating is an incredible gift. It is something that we were born with. It is our birthright. We deserve to be intuitive eaters. And I know that this process of trust can be hard at times, and it is a process. And that's why we have to develop that process-based mindset. But remember that even though there is no, you know, there's no deadline and there's no end goal and there's no, you know, or there's no, you know, end date, the end goal is to to have more positive experiences with food and to embrace intuitive eating and to live your life better and more full, to live happy, healthy, and whole and feel like the woman that you want to be and not be relying on somebody else to tell you what to do in order to feel well. Your body will do that the more you develop trust and the more you tune in. And the last thing that I just wanted to mention too, in this whole process of learning to trust your body, um, it can be really important to to give yourself the gift of of flexibility in having foods on hand that um, and having different foods on hand so that you can allow yourself to trust your body more. Um, so this could mean you know making sure that you have a few different options on hand for say breakfast in the morning as you're learning to trust your body for breakfast. If you only have one option on hand, it's really hard to like to to learn to develop that trust that your body will tell you what you want. And then if your body's like, I want eggs and toast, but you don't have any eggs and toast on hand. I mean, it's okay. Sometimes we don't have what we want on hand and, and we just, you know, take that and move on. But in this process of trust, it can be really helpful to just give yourself that um, that gift of flexibility to have a few different options on hand. So you can you can allow yourself to, to choose from a few different options and allow yourself to maybe go to the grocery store and pick up a couple things that wouldn't normally be on your meal plan or, or your grocery list. And I'm all about meal planning and I'm all about, you know, creating a grocery list and creating some structure in your life to feel more calm around food. Um, but sometimes it is important, um, especially when you're learning to trust your body to give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of flexibility and go, all right, I'm really craving salted almonds. So nothing at this house is doing it for me. I'm going to run to the store and grab some salted almonds. <laughs> um, and it's just trust that your body knows what it wants. Um, and I want to also say too that that trusting your body and that trusting that your body knows what it wants is different than, um, I guess, answering every craving that comes. Because I think sometimes cravings are real and cravings are something that our body um, really needs. And then sometimes cravings are are not necessarily a craving for food, but a craving for something else. And this is, you know, a whole bigger topic. And we talk about, you know, emotional eating in the Supermama Society um, and, and, you know, analyzing our cravings, I guess, Um and not in an obsessive way, but just in a, okay, so what do I really need right now? But it is trusting that, you know, when your body needs a snack and it really wants something sweet and you think you just, you just want a couple cookies, that that's okay. And that it's okay that your body knows how to deal with those couple of cookies and whatever a couple is to you. I know a couple typically means two, but we're not putting rules around this. It's like, hey, I want a couple of cookies and I know that my body knows what to do with the nutrients in the cookie. And, you know, maybe a cookie isn't as nutrient dense as kale, but my body still knows what to do with it. And it's okay. It will tell me what I need to do at my next meal. Just because I ate cookies for a snack doesn't mean I'm going to eat cookies every meal for the rest of my life. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there. It's definitely something we can talk more on. Um, and if you have questions about this, you know, feel free to 
send me another question. It's something I can go a little bit, a little bit deeper on, but I really just want to focus on this overall topic of, of trust today and letting go of control and trust being really the key to finding your beautiful balance with food. So I just want to remind you that what trust does is allow you to better listen to and respond to your body's cues and that your body's wisdom is, you know, was, was given to you, right? It was given to you by God. If you believe in God, I do. I believe he gave us this innate wisdom to tell us what we need and what trust is, is relying on your body's cues and listening and trusting that your body's cues are enough to let you know what you need and what feels good um, so that you eat just enough so that you're not consistently overeating or undereating because a plan or a program tells you to. You're eating just enough for your body. It also allows you to enjoy food more because you are trusting that your body knows what to do with those foods and that it's okay that all foods fit into a healthy, nourishing life. It also helps you find that balance. It helps you find your beautiful balance simply because balance feels good. Because cookies and kale, if you like kale, feel good in your body and that it's okay. You're trusting that your body knows what to do with those foods and that you can eat all types of food and find that balance naturally simply because it feels good. And when you trust, it, be, it comes naturally. That balance comes naturally. And it also allows you to eat a larger variety of foods too and eat a more nutrient-dense diet because you're not following what somebody tells you that you have to do. You can start to explore new foods. You can, you know, try out new fruits and vegetables that you might not have tried before. You can try new protein options because you don't have expectations of, you know, what is good and what is bad. You can really start to explore food and enjoy a larger variety of foods and experiment with foods um, and really um, both boost your, your diet in terms of nutrient density and really increase that pleasure and satisfaction in eating. And, and how wonderful is that? As a foodie myself and somebody who loves to share that with others and, and bring the fun back into healthy living that's one of my favorite parts about about trusting my body now at this point is you know I, I trust my body to to utilize the nutrients I give it well um, and to respond to the new foods that that I give it and to be able to incorporate those new foods if they feel good or not if they don't um, and most of the time incorporating new foods does feel really good and it's really fun and I love that I can enjoy and experiment with foods now in a way that I never did before because I was so stuck in this place of control. And I want to encourage you that, you know, I, I've shared a little bit of my own experience here, but that I, I've been here, friends. I've been here many a times. I've controlled myself and my food in many ways. I lived by rules and regulations and, and macros and calories for so many years. And if trust and trusting my body is possible for me, it is absolutely possible for you. This is what I work with my one-on-one -on -one clients on. This is a lot of what we talk about in the Supermama Society, or at least part of what we talk about in the Supermama Society. Um, and I'm so passionate about it because trust really, truly is the key to finding your beautiful balance. So I hope this was helpful for you today, friends. If you have follow-up questions, please feel free um, to click the link in the show notes and um, ask a question for the podcast if you want something answered on the podcast, or just shoot me an email. 
chris at healthymamachris.com. Um, you know, don't forget to follow me over on social media at Healthy Mama Chris and at Supermama Society. You can go ahead and send me a DM and ask me questions over there as well. Um, I want to continue this conversation. I love hearing from you guys. I love this podcast. I love having guests on. I love doing solo episodes. But it can be kind of lonely on this side of the podcast mic. So I really love when you guys interact with me, when you screenshot the episodes that you're watching, um, you're listening to, and, and let me know how you like them um, and send those follow-up questions too. So thank you, friends, so much for listening to another episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast, and I will see you on the next one. Thank you, friends, so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. I truly hope it encouraged and inspired you today to live a healthier life without restriction. If you enjoyed this podcast, would you do me a huge favor and give it a star rating and review in iTunes? Every rating, review, and subscribe helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear it. You can find me, Kristen, on Instagram and Facebook at Healthy Mama Chris or on my website, Healthy Mama Chris. As a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are intended for information and inspiration only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice or treatment. Please consult with your healthcare practitioner before making any changes. See you in the next episode.